Before 2022, the answer was no. In 2022, the answer was yes. I brought simplicity in to allow this space for me to learn how to trust myself and my intuition while releasing the need for perfection and control and truly, truly allowing life to happen. And because of this, this past year has been so rewarding, but it didn't come without its challenges. Are you ready to ethically scale your business? Good, because this is the Mind of George podcast where relationships beat algorithms and depth is the only direction when it comes to ethically scaling your business. Each Monday and Friday, I'll be the guy between your ears in the hoodie and pink shoes guiding you home, giving you the tools to extract, honor, and amplify your genius so you can be the light for your customers. Sound fabulous? Cool. Let's get into the episode. On today's podcast, we talk about the six biggest lessons I learned in 2022 that allowed me to break the mold of how everybody else said business should be done, to do it my way, and actually accomplish more than I've ever accomplished. And it is loaded with juicy nuggets, juicy wisdom, and some ample reminders for myself, but it is truly a good one. So here's your invitation. Grab a pen and paper, take this knowledge, take these lessons, and apply them into your business. But without further ado, let's get into the episode. We are in Montana, snowboarding yesterday, got some injuries. I'm not young. I'm turning 39, had some diggers. We're in the middle of a snowstorm. We are wrapping up 2022 and getting ready to run into 2023. And I thought it was perfect to hijack a Friday episode, an episode where I normally do interviews to do an interview with myself to share with you the six biggest lessons that I learned in 2022 that I'm taking forward with me in 2023. And so I want to share them with you today. And I want to lay the groundwork first before we get into this. I've been doing this for a long time. And, and in the game of business, your business, your life, your relationships, whatever it is that you're focused on, they're all for the long game. And in that long game comes ups and downs, peaks and valleys. There's going to be seasons. There's going to be sprints. There's going to be slow times. There's going to be fast times. And what I have learned as the most important thing that I can do is reflection. And I've recommended this for years. I've recommended Keith Cunningham's book, The Road Less Stupid, which talks about thinking time all the time. I recommend having a stillness practice. I recommend a lot of these things. Well, if you want to understand how they culminate and come together, in order to get somewhere new, we have to look at where we've been, extract what worked, let go of what didn't, and then go do something differently. But in order to be able to effectively do that, we can't be codependent on what happened in the business. We can't be upset and emotional and triggered because one day was up and one day was down because we end up seeing the business through a clouded lens. And so when you hear me talk about stillness practices and boredom practices and journaling practices and really regulating your nervous system, what you're doing is you're training your capacity to be able to look at your entire business at least in a few moments a year without an attachment, very objectively, so that you can see where you need to go and how you need to focus. And so I will tell you that the undertone of all six of these lessons, the number one thing has been the relationship with myself, spending time there, exploring it, loving what I put into my business, measuring my value based on the integrity and intention of my inputs, not the results. And every successful entrepreneur, and trust me, I spend a lot of time with a lot of them. They've mastered this game of reflection and then foreshadowing the future. 
And so we never want to look backwards while we're driving forward, but it's completely okay to take a peek over your shoulder to remember where you came from, remember what you did to then move forward. And so in your business and in your life, whether that's once a month, once a quarter, once a week, you need to build in reflection time and thinking time so that you can put a chapter in the book of your business. Because if you just stay in race mode the entire time, you might not realize that you finished the race three weeks ago, everybody's home eating and you're still running because your head was so down or your blinders were so on. And so I will tell you that the undertone of all of these is making sure that you're very intentional every day in your business and in your life. And it becomes a focus. It becomes a priority. It becomes one of the most important things that you can do in your life is to allow yourself that space to think and reflect. Now, reflection is not a space to be procrastinating. It's not a space to collect evidence about how bad you are or what you might have done wrong or, or collect guilt or shame. That doesn't help us do anything. Reflection is a space for me to look at, quite frankly, and I'll be blunt, all the things that I fucked up and then laugh and love myself for fucking those up and making those mistakes so that I learned while also acknowledging myself for having the courage and the resiliency and quite frankly, the gusto to try it and then use that momentum to carry me forward. So now we're going to get into the, the six lessons of 2022. So as we wind down 2022, because it's in the middle of December and I don't know where this year went, these core learnings are the deep principles that really, really made the biggest difference for me. And my word of the year, because I assign myself a word of the year every year, my word of the year was simplicity. And simplicity wasn't in this case for the sake of scaling, even though, insert keynote, that is the secret to scaling. But it was allow the process of my life to unfold and learn how to follow my intuition rather than my ego. See, I was very successful as an entrepreneur uh, doing all the damn things, but I was a fucking horrible husband and father and friend because I was driven by ego and I was constantly sacrificing and constantly going and adding complexity everywhere into my life. And I needed that space to allow myself to just be. And the word simplicity for me for 2022 was allowing me to cut out all the other noise, all the expectations that the world has of me, how I'm supposed to do my job, how I'm supposed to so post on social, what my podcast is supposed to look like, what my marketing and my funnels and all that bullshit. And I created space for me to simply ask myself one question. And Scott Oldford shared this on a podcast. And I asked myself, is what I'm doing right now aligned with my vision or who I want to be? And before 2022, the answer was no. In 2022, the answer was yes. I brought simplicity in to allow this space for me to learn how to trust myself and my intuition while releasing the need for perfection and control and truly, truly allowing life to happen. And because of this, this past year has been so rewarding, but it didn't come without its challenges. That's a part of the game. And I would imagine that my experiences are likely echoed by many. So let's dive in to the lessons learned in 2022. And by the way, for all my analytical people out there, or even some of my clients that are 25 feet away from me as I record this podcast, these do not have to be done in a particular order or reflected in an order. You can do them in your order. Okay, so these are not in order of importance. These are in order of how the thoughts came out of my brain. So let's hit lesson number one. And actually, this one probably is the most important one. So there's a reason that it's one. So number one, 
The number one most important lesson I learned in 2022 is that the most important relationship that I have in my life is the relationship with myself. And in 2022, I concentrated on my life first. The more I took care of myself, the better everything got. For example, I'd been up and down on a roller coaster of weight, not because I don't know how to lose weight, not because I don't know how to stay in shape, but because I was making things so hard and extreme. It was either I go to the gym for an hour or I don't work out at all. I either eat this diet really, really strict or I don't do it at all. And it was very dogmatic and it was very dangerous. And so the first thing I did in 2022 was focused on self-care at a very micro level, like a very small level. I would eat with intention. I would take daily walks. I was consistent with my breath work at least three or four times a week. I spent more time with my inner circle of my friends and family and my business partners and my colleagues that witnessed me as me, not because of what I did, not because of what I accomplished, which allowed me to spend more time honing the relationship with myself and my intuition. And it all unfolded absolutely wonderfully because I developed a better sense of who I am as a man, as a father, as a husband, and as a leader. And mentally, quite frankly, I am the strongest that I've ever been. And I can't wait to see what 2023 has for me. And I'm even at a point right now where my mental capacity is being stretched further than it's ever been stretched because of the work that I did this year. It has allowed me to support and hold so many more people as myself and for myself to continue to grow. And so it's probably bananas and fucking rocket ships from here on out. And so I have 2023. It's kind of funny. We've been joking about it, but I already have flights booked all the way up to September of next year. I have a packed schedule, but I'm going to keep diving deeper into the realm of self-care because what I truly know and what I truly understand at almost 39 years of age, by the way, my birthday is December 27th, if you want to send me anything, don't go to the store, go to a restaurant, eat chocolate chip pancakes, and think about me with every delicious bite. That's the best birthday present you can give me. But I know that now carrying through that, as this was such a big lesson for me, I'm carrying that through everything where I go. If I'm making a trip, the trip is planned around my self-care first, not the trip first. If I'm going to a client, there's time added for me to stick to my schedule, to do my workouts, to not self-sacrifice under the guise of business. And I am going to keep that as one of the core pillars of what I focus on all of next year and most likely for the rest of my life. And so I want you to remember this. I truly believe in my core that you never have a marketing or business problem. I believe in those instances, we always have relationship problems. And the more time that we spend with ourselves and on ourselves, the faster our business will grow. So that was lesson number one. Now let me take a sip of my coffee. And let's get into lesson number two. Lesson number two, coming straight from the incredible Mike Michalowicz. Lesson number two's reminder is queen bee roll. Queen bee roll, queen bee roll, queen bee roll. Now I've been teaching queen bee roll for a long time since that book came out. Clockwork is the book, by the way. But 2022 was the first year that I truly embraced a team concept instead of trying to do it all myself and micromanage. So I would hire a team and I would pay a team. And what I should have said is, hey, I'm going to hire you and pay you, but I have trust and surrender issues. So I'm going to do your job for you. 
And then I'm going to get upset at you that you can't do it, but I did it first. And then I'm going to waste money and time. And then none of us are going to have a good relationship because that's what really, really happened. I was trying to build a team, but I wasn't understanding what it took. I wasn't understanding my power. I wasn't staying in my lane. And as a challenge, it was diluting my effort. It was diluting my impact. It was diluting my revenue. It was diluting my income. It was diluting everything because I wasn't spending time on the things that actually mattered in my business. I was spending time everywhere else that didn't matter, expecting it to make a result. And so for 2022, we went hard. The incredible Ashley DeLuca, who you all know, is my CEO. She's my CE Ashley O. She runs my life, my schedule, our companies. We have the incredible George, who does all my social media management and copywriting. We have Ader and Victor, who are our incredible content team. And then we have some outside support that we bring in. But we changed the entire game to truly keep me in my queen bee role. And my job was to simply show up every morning with my intentions and let my team do what they needed to get the results. They leaned into their strengths so I could step into a leader and help them grow and a visionary rather than me being a busybody. Go, 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 go. And strangely, the beautiful thing about that concept is that it brought me back to the things that I enjoy doing the most and helped me connect again to the things that I'm really passionate about in entrepreneurship and in business. And it also helped me have an incredible year financially, which let's not forget that two and a half years ago, I lost the most amount of money I've ever lost and lost a couple hundred thousand dollars of revenue in a month and thought I was doomed. But I stuck to the course, I stuck to these principles, and I was handsomely rewarded with nothing but upside to come in the future. And with all of this being said, when I was in my queen bee role, I never really felt overwhelmed or burned out because I had a lot of fun. I had moments, I took trips, I went and enjoyed myself, I played. And what I did find is that if I was overwhelmed, it was because there was one giant thing missing. And that thing was spending time with myself. Because what I have noticed about myself to tie these two lessons together is that I will start to fall out of my queen bee role without catching it. And then I'll start to get anxiety and end up in busy work. And it will slowly trickle away. And the catch is either when I have anxiety for the first time or my schedule's overwhelming or something doesn't feel right, or I'm having an aversion to spending time with myself. And so those are both ins for me to dive deeper, recalibrate, reconnect, and then make a plan to keep it simple and keep me in my queen bee role. And so when you think about your business, you have to recognize that this is not a solo game. You cannot scale a profitable business all alone. In order to truly grow and scale, you need to do hard time audits and let go of the things that do not serve your true greatness and delegate the things that others are great at, which also means that you have to take the time to help your team do the same thing. And in my honest opinion, any entrepreneur in this current day and age, if they don't read clockwork, I feel like they're setting themselves up to fail. Because usually your most important hires are based on the people you need the most, not the largest challenges that you think you have in your business. And so this was the year that I pulled the trigger to hire a CEO, and it literally changed the entire course of my business and life. Ashley, you know how incredible you are. If I spend time on this podcast telling you I'm going to cry and this will be a long show, but just know you're fucking incredible. And for everybody listening, she is. 
And uh, before I hired her, we were working together. She was in my mastermind. She was a student of mine. She was a dear friend of mine. But hiring her in eliminated all the things that stressed me out that I wasn't good at. I'm not good at those things of the day-to-day and getting in and, and team management and those things. I love my people, but I'm living up in the clouds and vision and strategies and ideas, and I couldn't do both. And the moment I brought her in, it freed up all my space to live in my power. I hired a marketing and an execution manager, and it's been an absolute game changer for us because I have more time and energy to do what I'm really good at. And I have a lot more value to be added inside of my business, at my intensives and at my events. And some of my key hires actually added value across the rest of my business. And so why has this worked? Well, it's worked because you build a successful business by making someone responsible and accountable for specific outcomes, not just tasks. And so when you empower and trust your team, magic fucking happens. And I've talked about outcome-based project management. I've talked about outcome versus task before, but I will highly recommend that you get in the game of protecting outcomes with your team and business. So my lesson number two was stay in my queen bee role and then hire others into theirs and support them in sticking in their queen bee role. So then let's go to number three, which is just a simple content strategy. But it's not, but it is. But it really is. The takeaway is a simple content strategy because a few months ago, I realized my social media strategy wasn't the best uh, because I didn't really have one. I was kind of spraying, praying. There was no intention. It was just chopping up stuff. And I felt like I needed to go back to the pillars of what got me here in the first place. And I learned that it doesn't matter what strategy you have if it doesn't fit who you are. Principles and boundaries are essential to scaling because it creates respect and trust for people to enter your world. People who respect you are those who will do anything to become your clients, and those people become brand ambassadors and fans that support you for the life of your business. And our simple strategy is this. Grow the podcast, outcare the competition, promote events, And if somebody needs help and we have an offer that helps them to give it to them and ensure that nobody feels like they have to give us their credit card to have a relationship or have value extracted in our world. And guess what? This year it worked. And now I have a content marketing machine that I'm excited for in 2023. And quite frankly, it's kind of overwhelming seeing myself create so much content and have so much out there. But I really had to get back to the basics. And what I did is I asked myself, When I made my first million dollars in 2011, how did I do it? When I had my next win in 2013, how did I do it? And I reflected back on every big win and inflection point that I had in my business. And when I looked at it, I realized that those were the things that I was no longer doing, but I was getting upset that I didn't get the results from not doing those actions. So I went back to the basics. And just like relationships, they change. They get renegotiated. How you date your wife, how you guys go on date nights, how you communicate, things that you do as family, family traditions, they change. They're renegotiated. Well, my content strategy, my social media strategy is a relationship at scale with many, many people. And every day I grow as a person and every day they grow as a person. And there isn't a one size fits all, set it and forget it. There have to be iterations. And so for us, it was getting back down to the core of what do we want people to feel? And what feels the best for me? 
because I would rather feel amazing and proud of what I'm putting out and only have 10,000 followers than feel like I have no soul or it needs to take a shower every night so I have 1.9 million followers. I'm not in the follower game. I've been there before. I'm in the people game. And no matter what this means for you is that your business, your social, your content, where you're putting your effort, if it is misaligned from who you are or what you truly want to be, whether you realize it immediately or not, that will eventually crash down because you cannot live out of alignment and create positive results. And so no matter where you are in your entrepreneurial journey, we have something for you, anything. And I'll be really, really blank with you. You have, it's congruent with brand. We have buckets, we have customer journey, we have relationships, right? So, so what we were looking at, I was like, how do I want to help entrepreneurs? So when I think about your entrepreneurial journey, I was like, where do I have the most passion? Where do I get fired up the most? Where, where do I feel like I'm one of the best in the world at adding value? And it's really, really easy. It's customer journey, mindset, and relationships. And so as long as all of our content fits into one of those buckets, it's congruent with the brand and it helps deepen our relationship. And so what I want you to do is ask yourself this simple question. There's two weeks till the end of the year. Give yourself two weeks to think about it. How can you create a simple strategy inside of your business? How can you make sure that you're aligned with what you're putting out into the world? How can you give more energy to the value of the content than the production? How can you give more energy to the value of the customer than necessarily the strategies and tactics? But I want you to start challenging yourself to find simplicity, to make sure that you understand the most important strategy for marketing and scaling is consistency and congruency of your light from your lighthouse every day. And I would rather you put up one valuable post every day than spend weeks working on strategies and tactics and machines that actually get in the way of you posting and connecting with your customers. So that was lesson number three, which brings me to lesson number four. I stopped consuming content and handed over the reins to my baby. I stopped consuming content and handed over the reins to my baby. Now, you guys have all heard me talk about how I went on like a two-year detox where I consumed no content, no music, no books, no nothing. I just spent time with myself. Now, I live in an intentional consumption bucket. But what I've also learned is that reading people's emails and consuming social media is not a safe place for me to consume content. I'll get stuck in the endless scroll. I'll start comparison. I'll start feeling not good enough and I'll dive down a deep rabbit hole. And so all my consumption is not on audiobooks and YouTube, which means I don't know what songs are trending. I don't know what dances are trending. I don't know what's happening on TikTok, on Instagram, on anything. From looking at it, I know because my team tells me. And so I stopped looking at social media. I stopped looking at email lists or anything else that brought me away from my true potential or that made me want to compare myself to others. And my intuition truly led the way this year. And you're going to have to learn to trust yours as well. And so what did I do? I literally cut out all social media. So the apps on my phone are used for one thing, to respond to DMs. I stopped following others unless they were really aligned, somebody I loved, somebody I really, really wanted to learn from or be connected to, and I would intentionally consume it. I didn't start consuming more content. I stopped consuming more and I started creating more. I eliminated the evidence that allowed me to constantly compare myself to everybody else in the industry that would get in my head and get me frustrated. 
I was willing to let go of all the things that I wasn't good at. I was able to give more value and help as many people as I could. I didn't any longer have unrealistic expectations when it came to business or social or anything. And I set intentions with absolutely everything. And so when it came to social media, my biggest concern is like, how are we going to write in my voice? How are we going to add value? How are we going to connect? But what if it doesn't look right? What if that's not what I would say? What if blah, 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 blah. But I had that same story going on for years, but we couldn't truly learn and we couldn't truly make an adjustment and we couldn't truly make it work without actually trying it. Well, it turns out that George on my team is actually better at writing content than me. And I'm not joking. And you're going to laugh your ass off at this one. I came home one day and I walked into the kitchen and my wife walked up to me, hugged me and gave me a kiss, but it was a longer kiss than normal. And she told me she was so proud of me. And I was like, I don't know where this is coming from, but I will take every ounce of it. And I was like, babe, babe, what's going on? She's like, that Facebook post you wrote was incredible. And I looked her right in the eye and I was like, what Facebook post? And she looked at me back and she's like, oh, the other George wrote it, huh? And then we both giggled because it was so good and was so like me and basically was me because it wasn't. It was our movement. It was what we stand for. It's what we believe in and our team is all aligned. And so by me stopping to consume the content, but truly handing it over to my team, I'm allowing them to grow. I don't have KPIs about new followers. I don't have KPIs about leads. We have KPIs around connections. We have KPIs around how many people responded and felt loved and felt seen. And I don't put pressure on my team to say, get me 100,000 new followers. I don't. I'm like, build five new relationships with people, right? And so by me handing that baby over, it was the last part I had as an entrepreneur that I was holding on so tightly to keep. And I was trying to keep it forever. So I released it. I got it out of the way. And then everything became rainbows and unicorns. And now my biggest challenge is I forget to go on social media or my friends will be like, hey, I tagged you. Did you see it? I'm like, when? And they're like a week ago. And I'm like, oops, sorry. Can you send it to me again? But quite frankly, there's no other bucket that I want to be in. And so lesson number four is I stopped consuming content and I truly handed over the reins to my baby and allowed somebody else to run it. And they actually do it better than me. Because here's one thing I will tell you. All that time spent on social media and the endless scroll and in the endless bucket doing all the quote unquote research and blah, blah, blah. Those minutes wasted are not as important as you think. And they sure as shit are not the things that are going to move the needle in your business. And so by protecting myself from them, I give myself more space to accomplish what it is that I want to accomplish, which brings me to lesson number five, which is the entire point of my existence. I doubled down and really, really leaned in all the way on playing the long game. Now, I've been teaching the long game. I play the long game, but there's levels to playing the long game. And 2022 was me of the year of literally relinquishing all expectation of anything and just playing the long game with everybody, with everything, at any moment, any way that I could. And so despite, on quote-unquote paper, having a small audience on social media, I've managed to maintain and continually grow and scale a seven-figure coaching business, take equity in other companies, keynote, get paid copious amounts of money to add massive amounts of value. But if you go look at my website, if you look at our ecosystem, we're probably some of the shittiest quote-unquote marketers that exist when it comes to getting into our world. We held two events that sold out during uncertain times. We have people raving about us, bringing their friends to our events and selling our courses. And they can't even find the checkout page and they're going through their emails to find it, to send it to them. 
And the question is why? Why is because I play the long game. And the long game is simply understanding that the business doesn't exist. The money doesn't exist. The offers don't exist. The only thing that truly exists is a human being building a relationship with another human being. And that is the forefront of everything that we do. And that is the foundation of every successful thing that ever happens in life. And so why does the long-term strategy always win? Because people don't feel disrespected. You're not trying to get cheap leads. You're not chasing more followers. You're not you know, doing trending videos. You're building depth. But depth is challenging at times. Some days it's going to feel tough. That's part of the game. The more that I'm on this earth, the more that I realize is that everything is connected and the long-term strategy is the only way. And so my job in 2022 was to make as many positive deposits as I could into my business, into my team, into my customers, into my potential customers, and into my friends whenever possible with no expectation of anything in return because I truly understand how it's all interconnected and I truly believe that I'm destined to win no matter which way that I slice it. And so for me, that meant dropping my ego and focusing on the process, focusing on the process of helping others, focusing on the process of serving others better, focusing on the process of serving others, not from a place of I want to help them so they can tell me how good I am at helping them. I want to help them so they realize how good they are at what they're about to do and think I had no part of it. Because that's been a big part for me. And so when I'm doubling down on playing the long game, what I'm truly, truly releasing is attachment and control so that I can play a game that's guaranteed for everybody to win. I make deposits all day. I love them. I live them. And now I understand that everything happens in seasons. I'm going to have down seasons. I'm going to have up seasons, just like any single relationship. But no matter what season I'm in, it doesn't change my commitment because commitment isn't feelings. And so my default is in those down seasons, what do I do? I double down on the long game. I double down on value. I double down on helping. I serve first and I worry about the rest second. And so when you do this, the universe, the business, your business, your friends, your colleagues will reward you in leaps and bounds, but it also will have challenges because you're standing for something that isn't normal. You're taking a chance. You're holding space for people to step into their power. You're breaking people's wounds and barriers that have been screwed over for years from previous clients. You are taking a stand and you're standing in something that matters. And in my opinion, there's no better way to play or to win the game. Which brings me to final number lesson, lesson number six. Six, change is inevitable, so respect the seasons. I have been through my fair share of hardships and I know that change is inevitable. Trust me. So. If that is true, the only thing you can do is embrace who you are and what life is showing you right now. Because relationships happen for a reason, a season, or a lifetime, and it's not your job to dictate which one. Each season will bring you lessons you're supposed to learn so you can become who you are meant to be. So wherever you are, no matter where you are, embrace it. Say thank you, even if it feels like it's not fun. Because one day you'll look back and remember that this day changed your life and be thankful for it. And if you listen to the episode with my incredible friend, Garen Jones, who was locked up in federal prison for drug smuggling, and the, 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 the story is insane. He reminded me on that show of one simple practice, that during my day, every time something positive shows up, I always say thank you. 
But when something else shows up that might feel challenging or resistant, have I ever tried to say thank you? And when I started doing that, and I started doing that wholeheartedly and fully committed and really having gratitude for that lesson, for that day, for that pain, for that mistake, for that failure, it changed the way that I saw it. And I actually got excited because I had a path for growth. And so you have to learn how to play the game. And in the military, one of the things that we teach people and one of the things that we're taught is that when there are circumstances that are out of your control, your job is to shrink your world as small as possible down to what you can control. Because the moment you have something you can control, you can take an action in that direction. Change, you can't control. It's coming. What can you control? Your response to it and how you navigate it moving forward. Because nothing will stick around forever. So when it comes, say thank you, even if it feels like it's not fun. Say it, say it, say it, say it, say it. Have gratitude, tune in your frequency, and understand that change is coming. And when those things happen, the only person you can rely on is yourself. It's not about looking out, it's about looking in. Okay, I've been here before. I understand this. This is how I feel. This is what I want to accomplish. These are my intentions. Here's what I can control. Here's what I'm going to do. Take action and keep going. It will pass. Storms pass. Lows pass. It's never down low forever. It's never stormy forever. It never snows forever. There's always a break. Your job is to stay the course when you feel like you can't so that you remain consistent even when the storm is happening in front of you. It will pass and your path is your path. No matter how far behind you may feel, you are always where you need to be. This is a game of progress. Every day we step forward. You get to step forward every day, become a new man, become a new woman, become a new person. But your path is not my path. Their path is not your path. Your path is the true only path that will lead to your success. It's your vision that's no one's ever built before and only you can build it. So you have to fall in love with change. You have to fall in love with uncertainty. And in the process, you get to fall in love with yourself knowing that no matter what change comes or what uncertainty you are faced with, that you have the relationship with yourself to dive deep, to figure out the path forward and achieve the result that you want to achieve. And so if you trust yourself and the process, there's nothing you can't accomplish. And so your job is to take these and put these into practice. And so that wraps my six biggest lessons from 2022. And actually reviewing them with you even reminded me of two of them that I just had to apply into my life this morning. And in the 29 minutes of recording this, I feel a million times better than I did an hour ago because it was a refresher of something that I was too disconnected from because of all the pressure and noise. And even recording this helped me get back into it. And so what I want you to do is I want you to intentionally carve out at least an hour one hour in the next two weeks. And all I want you to do on the top of a piece of paper is write down lessons learned last year. Sit in a silent room, sit somewhere that motivates you or inspires you, go out in nature, go sit in your car if it's the only place to get away from the kids for a minute, do whatever, sit on the throne, I don't care. Do this when you're taking a poop, right? I don't care. But I want you to sit down for an hour and I want you to give yourself the space to reflect. And I want you to find at least three lessons that you learned in 2022 
that you're going to bring forth for you into 2023, 20, whether it's a focus, whether it's a behavior, whether it's an action. And I want you to send them to me. I want you to send them to me. And all I want you to do is shoot me a DM on Instagram says, George, here's my three lessons from 2022 and what I'm going to do with them. I'm going to see them. I'm going to edify you for them. And then I'm going to know that you're focusing on them. But by making a public commitment to them and by sending them to me, you will take action on them faster and it will help you implement them in. So that's what I have for today. Now, listen, I mentioned a couple of shows today. If you have not listened to the episode with Garen Jones, my team will link it in the show notes for sure. Go listen to that episode on thank you. And based on today, and especially lesson number two, which is knowing your queen bee role, you need to understand, read, embody, and love that book to pieces and then help you and your team accomplish the same so that you're focusing on what's moving the needle in your business. But other than that, there's only one more requirement and it's to fucking smile right now. Right now, smile big. And just take a moment and just be grateful for this moment, whether it's the breath that you have, whether it's the gift of life today, whether it's the compliment somebody gave you today, whether it was the compliment that you gave somebody else today. Uh, I just want you to be grateful because one of my lessons today was about being authentically me and a part of my content strategy was being aligned. And I realized that on this podcast, sometimes I'm not fully me because I forget. And I love breath. I love gratitude practices. I love these concepts. And sometimes I forget to hold myself accountable to them. And so I'm going to start sprinkling them in the podcast more. And so smile, find a moment to be grateful, and then put this shit into work. I love you. You're a badass. You can accomplish anything that you want, and you are never alone. Because no matter what, you have a team of at least 50,000 people in the Relationships Beats Algorithms movement that will be in your corner at a moment's notice. But only you can do the work, and only you can win the game, which means only you can reflect, only you can change the plays, only you can audit the playbook, only you can make new ones, and only you can take action. So. What's the undertone? The most important relationship you'll ever have is with yourself. And you need to spend time there. You need to master it. You need to explore it. And you need to know yourself better than you know any other thing in the world. And you will succeed. I'm going to wrap the show. I cannot wait to read your responses. I want you to send me at least three lessons learned from 2022 and how you're going to apply them in 2023. The invitation is open. You have about 14 days to get them into me. And I will respond to every single one of them. But without further ado, I'm going to wrap this one up. So if you're on a listening binge, I highly recommend you at least listen to one more episode. If this is your first time finding us, here's how I think the game goes. You might think I'm a little crazy now. So go give me at least five episodes and then determine if I belong in a straitjacket. If I do, don't worry about it. If I don't, subscribe, leave a review, but come into our world. But I absolutely love every single one of you. I appreciate every single one of you. Remember that relationships will always beat algorithms. I will either see you in the next episode or you will hear me in your earballs. But either way, it's time to cue the outro. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Mind of George Show. Please make sure you subscribe on your favorite channel that you listen to, whether it's in the car, on your run, or in front of the television. Make sure you leave a review to help other people know how much you love the show and quite frankly, help me know how much you love the show because I read them all. And if you want five minute daily insider nuggets on business, marketing, leadership, mindset, or any other tool that you would need to build and scale your company, make sure you register for my invite only newsletter. I call it the Lightkeeper Lessons. I hold nothing back here and I share everything that works for me 
my friends and mentors, and thousands of my students around the world to thrive in life and keep our lighthouses shining brightly. We will eventually be charging for this, but for now, for you, because you're listening to the podcast, it's free. So if you want to sign up, go to www.lightkeeper.club, fill out the application, and then check your inbox because it's magic. You actually have to open the emails to get the gifts inside. Otherwise, you can get access to my Relationships Beats Algorithms Facebook community and other free resources on the website. So just go to www.mindofgeorge.com, and I'll see you in the next episode.